Indeed, this is the Lover and the Fighter podcast with Josh Cohen and Dean Thomas. I would be Brother Love in the form of Lover. He would be Fighter in the form of UFC MMA pioneer and the UFC's king of all media, Dean Thomas. Although not as much the king of all media. You got last weekend off, no fights. Yeah. This weekend off and next weekend off, I know, there's man. a good chance that you're the former king of ufc Ooh, media i don't know man it's getting crazy man i'm starting to get nervous i need to start i need to call dana might might feel that little bit of replacement yeah like hold on man yeah who's, who's working this week yeah it's called getting trevor yeah. whitman yeah <laughs> yeah right like, isn't that what you did yeah you I, did? I trevor i trevor now i'm getting trevor whitman now you're getting whitman yeah. there it is all right let's get at it uh conor mcgregor jorge masvidal always active on social media always active on twitter and now a back and forth um, who would this fight actually benefit more as far as legacy is concerned? Because we know the money's there. Mm-hmm. And, 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 but legacy-wise, who benefits more from if this fight happens and they happen to win it? I, I know my take. What's yours? Honestly, I think... I think you never thought about this, In terms you? of legacy? Yes. In terms of fight legacy? Yes. Because <laughs> these are two oh guys... God. You know, they, they, I'm, I'm, I'm trying to consider it now. Like, I, at first, first, my mind says, Miles Vidal, and then I'm thinking... Uh, Connor, now I'm thinking Masvidal. Probably these are Connor. I think Connor. These are two brash, loud, very showy, flashy guys, and having to lose to the other diminishes some of that ability to do such. I think. I think it. I think it benefits Connor more because he beats the BMF. Yeah, not only that, but because you know Connor he needs never, a win. No, Connor never really beat a lot of guys coming. I mean, he beat the like he he targeted the best guys and won those matches. Right, almost like cherry picking. Sure, he cherry picked his way to titles. He could, right? And, but he's never really faced like the tough, mediocre guys coming up like when he needed to. <laughs> so I think this will be a good test for him. And if he wins this fight, then we go, okay, Connor's still for real. And, and Masvidal's win loss record doesn't matter. No, it doesn't matter. It never no, did. It never. Like it never Nate, mattered. Like, like Nate Diaz. Right. It never mattered. It but I think matter. it matters for Connor. All right. Just curious on that. Uh, we got further into that on the UFC Fight Pass, where the premium content of this podcast resides. Uh, we get a little deeper, a lot deeper into it. So go over there to ufcfightpass.com to hear more on it. Let's continue. And let's go to the story of Paulo Costa and an incident with a nurse over a COVID vaccine card. And he was actually arrested for uh, assault because apparently through an elbow, he p- pushed this nurse with an elbow. Yeah, allegedly. Uh, yeah, he tried to get a vaccine card without getting a vaccine. He says he got the vaccine, but everyone else in the place is denying that he took the vaccine. It's so weird because yeah. he doesn't seem the kind of guy afraid of uh, needles. Right. <laughs> it seems like he welcomes that. Yeah. <laughs> was, that was that a high hat? Yeah, that was a high hat. <laughs> Thank that you so a, much. That was a very good one. Thank you. But no, he. Um, but if you were to ask me who I believe, I believe the nurse hundred percent of the time on the situation. Yeah. Because I think you know MMA fighters are crazy, and he's you know top and breed when it comes to like crazy and yeah. self entitlement. Yeah. So I believe that he went there and was like, "Yo, give, give me a card, hook it up, hook it up." And they were like, "No, we can't do that." And he probably was like, "Ah." Poof. Would he verse Luke Rockholt be the battle of the pretty boys? Would that be the handsome bowl? I think so. Could they do a special belt? You think like we uh, had BMF? Yeah. <laughs> Could they do something for pretty? A pretty, a pretty, a PMF. Pretty motherfucker. Yeah. Um, how do you have the pretty fight though without Drew Dober? Because he looks like he should be on an Abercrombie and Fitch bag. Yeah, I know. So, but then, but Drew Dober's a little smaller, so then you'd have to bring Alan Joban back. From out of retirement oh, yeah. against Drew Dober. Pretty boys. Yeah. Let's have, a, let's, have, let's have a, I mean, being pretty is good. Yeah. Muhammad Ali was the first to say, I'm, I'm pretty. so pretty. I'm so pretty. And, and, you know, he was. But but those guys on the level. Um, We actually are going to get into 
Pablo Costa and Israel Adesanya and some of the, um, how do we say, um, sexual type things yeah. that were initiated upon <laughs> ones. Uh, we'll do that over at UFCFightPass.com on the premium content of right. this show with, that, with this podcast available on the, um, the extra stuff. We'll put it that way. Moving on. It was two weeks ago. There were no fights on Memorial Day weekend. It was two weeks ago that we saw um, another instance in which it was obvious that MMA is lacking in terms of, well, <laughs> a decent system by which for fighters to know where they stand. And by that, I mean scoring and open scoring. A lot about judges, a lot about judging, but really it reignites the debate about why there isn't open scoring, meaning why the scores aren't posted after each round, or as I've proposed, um, why they aren't propo- why they aren't posted at least prior to the final round, so everybody knows where they stand to that point, even if it's anonymous. But Dean, I know that you've been a proponent for years as well. I've always been a proponent of it, and I've always had to argue with people. And most people who are not proponents of it either don't fight, haven't fought, or forgot what it was like to fight and be in that situation. But what would be their argument? What's their the argument, argument is they, they love the surprise. They they love the su- here's two two arguments. They love the surprise. Then, then watch Maury. Right. Or they're just thinking, oh well, if he's leading, he's going to coast. As if the other, as if the other guy has nothing to say Correct. about that. Correct. If you're leading and you want to coast, great. But at least both parties don't think they're leading. Right. And both coast. Exactly. And that's exactly what happens now is that there's no sense of urgency really. And there's an, or, and, and then you'll say, oh well, you know, they should always be looking to finish. But that's not the way fighting works anymore. I mean, this isn't 1992 where it was like where one guy was always so dominant. You need like no. if this is a sport. There's strategy and tactics involved that you need to know how to play them the best. I know there was an interview and a point was made and it made you go, hmm, interesting, and made you reconsider. Uh, you'll get into that further over on the Love and the Fighter premium content, again, at UFC Fight Pass. And I also propose, um, you know, my idea of compromise because maybe mm-hmm. it just can't be each judge with their name and their score after each round. But there's two areas to compromise that just make sense. There's Olympic analogies to be drawn. There's a way to do it like we do in the Olympics for events. And that's, you know, obviously you get one shot every four years if you're lucky enough. And these fighters get to fight maybe, you know, three, four times a year. Some do. Um, obviously, if the Olympic way is that way, mm-hmm. I, uh, we'll draw the parallels. We'll do it at UFC Fight Fast. Yeah, and the only thing I will say is this, is that we all want the same thing. Everybody wants fairness. So Yeah, we, we want uh, we don't mind surprises. We just want to know what someone needs or doesn't need heading into that final round. Exactly. And there's no saying the round's going to get finished, remember, because right. fights do get finished. Right. But at least you know where you stand. Exactly. All right, we got a UFC fight night, which is actually a daytime event this coming weekend. It is headlined by Volkov and Rosenstruck, uh, who, by the way, uh, Volkov minus 160 favorite on the comeback underdog, slight underdog, uh, is uh, Jair Rosenstruck at plus 135. Don't make your pick. But tell us how this sets up and the keys people need to consider if they're going to play this or watch this fight. Well, you got to consider the pacing of the way these guys fight, and they both fight very slow at times. I do think that the burden of being able to pick up the pace will be on the longer man, and that's Volkov. So if Volkov is able to pick up the pace a little bit and score his points, then you have to be able to consider that. But the power will go to Rosenstruck. Now, if Rosenstruck starts to let them hands go, be careful. He's a scary guy. I mean, they're yeah. both scary guys. Right. And this is a fight that could end at any moment. But you see a technical advantage, a mechanic technical advantage on the side of Volkov. Volkov, for sure. For sure. I see the, the technical advantage for him, but then the power advantage to Rosenstruck. But, again, this is a slim line. Minus 160, comeback plus 135. We'll get your pick 
with the premium content of this podcast at UFCFightPass.com. Um, you went to uh, London. You had a great time with, well, I guess, well, yeah, it was London, right? It was in Liverpool. It was London with Pamblet right. and Molly McCann a few uh, months ago. Yeah, um, actually, I went to Liverpool afterwards. You went so to Liverpool. We, the fight was in London, but I went to Liverpool afterwards. That's right. And you thought maybe you were going back to London May or may not be the case. The producer of this podcast is Christina LeMay, and she has a theory why it is you're not invited, maybe, back to London on this next trip. Christina, would you please share with the people at home why Dean might not be involved in this next trip back to the UK? Yes. Well, the last time, Dean, you were in London, you were told you had to get this sticker or this stamp while you were at the airport. And you didn't listen because you didn't check your emails or something. Yep. And they had to do all this stuff when you finally landed and got to where you needed to be. And you had to fly to like, what, two, three different places? You flew to this country, that country. Yeah. Yeah. Business class. Yeah, business class. It cost them a lot of money. I did cost them a lot of money. maybe this time they didn't invite you because you didn't listen or get the stamp. I mean, that's a possibility, but I think a slim one. I think, you know what I'm saying? I think that... um. Maybe they just forgot it was an oversight on their part. Or maybe they don't think you're going to get your stamps. Yeah, yeah maybe, maybe <laughs> like, that's what it is. We can't trust them no more. Christina called it a sticker. She didn't get your sticker. <laughs> Whatever like, it was. Like it's some kind of book fair. Yeah. Where it's like, you read three books, you get a sticker. I know, man. I feel. I still feel bad about that, but at least I got a chance to see Oslo, Norway. Oh, yeah. No, it shows. It shows yeah. how terrible you feel. It was terrible sitting in first class. Yeah, for flying around <laughs> for no reason to collect passport stamps because you couldn't follow directions the first time. I like her theory. It's not true though. We don't. We don't it's know. Well, we don't know whether or not you are or are not going. Well, I'm. Well, yeah, I don't know. I mean, it's, it's up in the air up, still. Yeah, but there's a good chance I'm not. There's a good chance you're not. And if so, it's probably because what Christina yeah. just said. <laughs> All right. I'm sorry. All right. Remember, uh, we do this each week when there are fights, and there are fights for the next ten weeks. So we're going to have ten consecutive weeks of podcasts. Let's go. Download, subscribe, rate, and review. Tell all your friends and tell their friends we should be friends. And remember, for the bonus content, the premium content. That's available to this podcast on the premium version of it, Loving the Fighter with JC and DT, over at UFCFightPass.com. For Dean, it's JC saying thanks for listening. We'll catch you next time for the next Loving the Fighter podcast.